This is Sports Best on the Reposted Podcast Network. Coming at you like a 90s dad rushing downstairs in the morning for the first cup of Folgers coffee. He is Larry Danny Tanner Olson, and I am Tim the Toolman Taylor. How are things going over there with the Olson twins? Uh, <laughs> what was uh, what was the the uh, Tony Danza? He was the maid. Who's the boss? Who's the boss? What was his name though? Uh, I think he was Tony. <laughs> that was like the late 80s, early 90s when people were not. I mean, Tim Tim Taylor was uh, Tim Allen. So uh, the 90s and that syndicated, that whole, the golden era of making a lot of money in TV was not very creative. <laughs> not I very bet tool creative. time was huge in your house. Huge. It was. And I also, I was all in on those Folgers commercials. I was like, when I grow up, I'm going to have coffee <laughs> aroma filling the entire. You home. know what's so funny about that is that my wife is like, just thinks it's disgusting she's like if you drink folders you suck like oh, literally vitriol I'm, if you drink folders i'm that way and i've converted to nicole to be that way as well <laughs> so you tried out when you were younger you tried out for the quarterbacks and i you didn't make it apparently no i did a little bit i oh you did were you on the jv team i was on the jv team i was oh! never once again, I tell you this because I was the smartest guy on my team, which doesn't make us a very smart school. So, like, let's just put the smart guy at quarterback. That's all. Well, I think some people will be proud if they made the JV, but apparently Mike Tomlin was not pleased. We talked about <laughs> how the Ravens and the Steelers played on Wednesday, and uh, Mike Tomlin was not pleased. He, he said, quote, it was really junior varsity, to be quite honest with you. So the Ravens won 1914. They're still undefeated. But uh, Coach Tomlin is not very impressed. Um, this was great because this game, as you know, was played at 1240 Pacific time. So I didn't have to watch the Wheel of Fortune. I got to actually watch like a football game instead of my, you know, typical Wheel of Fortune slot. Have you checked the Nielsen ratings yet? Did it, did it beat whatever <laughs> we were comparing it. it against? I did not check it. You know, um, this game, right? Moved three times, played first time in eight years. They played a game on a Wednesday, right? None of the teams look good because, well, half of the Ravens all had the COVIDs. <laughs> yeah, it was. Like, what, did they, what did they think was going to happen? Like, I know he says it's a JV team, but like, what did he think was going to happen on a Wednesday game? I think, what do I know? I've never been in the NFL, but it feels like <laughs> those types of things are coaches just using bulletin board material to to motivate them for the future games. Like, Tom, whatever Tomlin says, it doesn't really matter. He's doing it out of... Um, a requirement to talk to the media and also Roethlisberger talking in a game is like it's on me guys I need to be more accurate with my passes it's I like it but when you have to talk every single day you can't you can't break listen it if I'm Juju Schuster and my coach says I played like a JV player that's gonna fire me up Andrew Keller yeah you're gonna put it up in your locker and say I no gotta. yeah no I'm yeah. gonna be better anyway so you know what just by the way just for the record there's probably nobody on the Steelers that ever played on a JV team in any, any sport ever. I mean, they're all such great athletes. They all probably were straight to varsity. Okay. So we talked to probably right. We talked about this. I think last week we have Washington, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Indy, and Cleveland. Which one of those games do you think they will lose? Now, ironically, I think if you'd asked me at the beginning, I wouldn't have said this answer, but I think the trap game in there is Washington. Really? Washington's coming on. They're going to, like, sleep on them. And I think – because, like, the Cleveland doesn't sound like a big game, but Cleveland is a division opponent. They see them all the time. They know what those games mean. I think it's Washington. 
Hear me out. I think it's Washington. Okay. I'll give you I'll give you three to one. You wanna you wanna get any action? Uh I'm gonna say no. Okay. Gonna say no. Okay. But um I guess the point is that maybe they go undefeated, but do you think they're gonna run the tables, go undefeated and win it out? Are you are you calling your Steelers shot right here? No, I'm not. I don't oh, think okay. that the Steelers are gonna go okay. the distance. Right. I want them to. I okay. I like Roethlisberger. Okay. I like Ben too. So the football season is progressing. The recently the NFL came out and said, we are not going to bubble. The NFL said, we're not going to go NBA style bubble for the playoffs. So they're going to do like a teams have to go stay in a hotel for the week as they prepare for the playoffs. But the NFL said, they're going to do their normal schedule. The Super Bowl is going to be held on February 7th, just like it was planned to be Super Bowl 55. Miami. right? Yeah. I think it's in Miami. It's in Florida somewhere. So I'm assuming nobody will be in the crowd for the big Super Bowl in Miami. But Dr. Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert, was asked, when will people be allowed, when will people feel comfortable being in a full stadium again? And his answer was late, late, late summer. That's when he thinks. Now, he's not saying that's when people will be allowed, but he's saying like, hey, Larry Olson, this is when you'll feel comfortable being around people giving middle fingers to the visiting team again in a full stadium and maybe Santa Clara or something. I like, he said, quote, Oh, that's possible. I think that's possible. So it's a very, he's been in front of the cameras enough. He's his politician. And you know, listen, I feel like he's been, he, he, I think more than anybody, he's been very reasonable about everything. He said specifically about sports. I don't think he's either like, you know, he's not Gavin Newsom saying don't go eat out and then goes to the French laundry. I think he's been very, like, and we mentioned, I think he said, like, to his kids in Thanksgiving, he was like, hey, guys, love you, yeah. can't have you over. Like, I feel like he's kind of lives what he says. So I think he's being reasonable. I think he's being reasonable. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to these things rolling out. But So just for the record, uh-huh. you're taking me to the first game and I'm buying the beers and hot dogs. It's just, just so when we yeah. go to a game again. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm paying for the tickets. Actually, if you want, we can go to a USC game. I live right by the light rail. It's like 75 cents. Listen, this is right I, to, in the middle of USC's campus. Here's what I want. This, I, I'm glad you said that. I've always wanted to go watch a USC basketball game. I've never been to the Galen Center. Oh, I've never been there. We should go to a UCLA game, too. I think that's more I've been to a UCLA game. I've never been to a U- USC game. All right. Well, I'll fly our, our intern down, and I'll go to a UCLA nice. game with him. Nice. Can we smoke cigars, too? We can inside the stadium. Oh, okay. Nice. Which is nice. Moving on to the Olympics, which is $2 billion more. Do you know, can, can you name any of the 10 events in the decathlon? Hurdles. Yeah. Long jump. Yeah. Sprint. Yeah. 100. Then you got to run the mile. Then I believe we got a pole vault. Then wow. you got a javelin. Javelin. Shot put discus uh, high jump. That was it. very impressive. I don't know. If you looked it up, I did field, bro. I did track a field. I did not. Well, I did shot put for one off season, and I then I switched to wrestling. Hmm? I thought you'd be good at shot put. I probably was. I just didn't care enough. I wanted to go. <laughs> you didn't care. Everything. Well, everything in Texas is is about getting ready for the next football season and just filling time rather than doing powerlifting, doing a different <laughs> sport. Asking you another question: Do you know who the last? male athlete to win the decathlon was in the 2016 olympics or what country he was from is it dan or dave (laughs) one of those guys 1992 dan versus dave it was ashton eaton he's from eugene i thought that the the americans had not 
done the decathlon anymore because I just don't really you don't really hear about it as one of what? the what are you kind of kidding me? What Caitlyn Jenner? Yeah, that was a long time ago. I mean, <laughs> since the 90s, well, <laughs> since the 2000s and on. Anyway, in not sports best news, Rafer Johnson recently died. He was uh 86, he was in his 80s. Anyway, he won the 1960 decathlon, he won the Golden Rome, and he beat out his UCLA teammate, CK Yang. So sad news, but he, uh, I liked, I saw an interview that he had did that he had did. And he said he had an advantage over CK in the last event. I think it was a 1600. He said, I knew it was my last race and I was going to give it my all. And I think that gave me the slight edge over CK. And so it was like the closest margin ever in the decathlon. I didn't know much about him. I did a little deep dive and I liked it. You know what? My favorite thing, I did a little bit of Googling on him is that he was in the 1979 James Bond classic License to Kill, which, as you know, filmed at San Francisco. Yeah, that's awesome. I would like to put this out there. I don't know if we have the means to do it and if the worldwide pandemic will allow it, but we're getting <laughs> together in January. Maybe we could compete in a decathlon. Uh, are we going to do those eight events, or are we picking our own eight events? There's ten events in decathlon there. Oh. One of them is definitely the Beer Mile. Uh, I, I, I gotta be the, honest. I watched someone do it once, and that looked painful. I take the over on ten minutes for you, dude. I, I mean, I, I ten minutes is easy. It's the getting the four beers down. That's the hard part. It is. It's real hard, and then not throwing up after is real hard. What about archery? Could but archery be one of the uh, ten events? Yeah, I would concede that to you. I would just give it to you. I don't think I would. You're not good at archery. I don't think so. <laughs> I would uh, maybe axe throwing. I could. I could take you on, but axe throwing, by the way really hard and you know what's harder than axe throwing is ninja stars like throwing a ninja star it's hard to get at the stick it's harder than you think yeah i found a ninja star once that was weird Did you kill anybody i killed a yeah i killed my local representative no <laughs> um i have breaking news breaking breaking nba family news team james is going to happen andrew keller lebron james of your los angeles lakers signed a two-year extension worth 85 million dollars so tacos on lebron he's going to stay with the lakers through 2023 why is that important because that is the year that Bronny, or lebron james jr graduates from high school and then of course will be able to be drafted and so lebron will be a free agent Bronny will get drafted and so they could theoretically team up and be the first ever father-son duo playing together in the NBA. I like, uh, well, I guess this is a little bit negative, but that's that's so much speculation. That's like the Steelers going undefeated. A lot of things have to fall into place. I like it. I wondered when I read this, you have, I, I don't know, all three of your kids, but I know for sure Ellis is good at basketball. Could he beat you one-on-one right now? I feel like he has handles. He's got skills. So thank you very much. When we play basketball, we play two-on-one both boys and sometimes we play three on one with the girl and I still win. So thank you for the record, by the way, I still win. When I was in high school, I went in the summer, I went to the gym and I was, there's this, I was going to get some pickup basketball and there's this kid who was probably 10 who, who just came up. He's like, Hey man, you want some of this? (laughs) (laughs) And he was talking the most trash and he would shoot it and I would reject it across the gym. He'd go get the ball. And he was just, (laughs) He was talking to me like he was an NBA player, and I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, dude, I'm a foot and a half taller than you. Stop it. 
Did it feel um, good for your ego? <laughs> it felt real good for my ego. I was like, yeah, get out of here. But he's probably in, in the NBA right now. And okay. look at me. I know you want to get off this topic, but I just want to set this up again. This is not happenstance. LeBron's going to play for two more years for the Lakers. The year that he's a free agent, his son will get drafted by a team. So whatever team drafts him, in theory, LeBron could do whatever he wants and sign with that team. So there's not that much that needs to happen to get this to happen. The only thing that has to happen is LeBron has to be healthy enough and he can do, he runs the NBA. He can say, Hey Lakers, you need to draft. You need to trade whatever you need to do because just on his name, he's worth keeping when he'll, he'll be 39 at that point. He'll be worth keeping because he's going to bring in the money for the ticket sales. Cause you want to see LeBron play. Yeah. I'm, it is, it is an interesting deal, but LeBron can do whatever he wants. Yeah. He just interviewed Barack Obama on that, uh, the, the barbershop or the shop or whatever he has on HBO. And it kind of turned in, I watched it and I had to turn it off because it was basically Barack telling LeBron how great he was and LeBron being like, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't watch I feel it. Like if you get the former president of the United States, you should interview him and not talk about how good you are at basketball. So I should watch a rerun of France instead. Yeah. So we talked earlier about, you should watch Friends. We talked earlier about how the NBA is getting back into training camp. <clears throat> they were going to test everybody. They tested 546 players. They came back with a 9% positive testing rate, which is 48 people. And they're starting to get it going. They, is, um, it, they, is that they good or bad? Is 9% nine, is 9 good or bad? I think on 550 people, it's not that, I, I don't know if it's good or bad. It's bad if you're talking about a city. I think they're saying like we're generally around a two or three percent positive rate, so that's high. But it's a small number of people, so I'm not going to say much about it. They were—I don't think the NBA was surprised by it. They're like, "Well, we were expecting this. People have been living their lives." And As so you know, the fake basketball season starts December 12th. The real basketball season starts December 22nd. So we're like less than 10 days from fake basketball, and yeah. then almost like three weeks away from real basketball. I'm excited about it. And more people will test positive in between now and then. Back to the Anthony, Anthony Fauci thing. They were talking about how the people, when will stadiums be full again? And it's the people that are going to games are going to be the least at risk. So they're doing it like medical workers, people at risk, and it's going to go all the way down. And I was thinking about that. I was like, NBA players are probably the least at risk. Probably. Professional athletes are the least at risk. Of course. Who, who's more healthy than those guys? Maybe John. No, I was going to say John Daly, but he has cancer. I am. Ugh. You're really getting me excited because when, when am I going to go to a sporting event again? When am I going to go to an NBA game this season? That'd be sweet. You That'd might. Be... How many NBA games have you? I used to go to Warriors games all the time. Tickets were like, tickets were like trying to get your kids exactly. to eat broccoli. I was at the gym one time and I was like, I just showered. Some guys got off the phone. He's like, Hey, I got tickets to the Warriors game. Who wants to go tonight? They're playing the trailblazers. I was like, I'll go. How much? He's like, you can have them. They were like 10th row, but they were bad. Uh, you know, it's funny. You know this, right? You live in San Francisco. People just, you always get tickets. Like I thought, you know, that was the first, like whatever, last, not last season, the season four was the first season for the Warriors. Right. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'm never going to go to that. And sure enough, people are just giving tickets. Like I went to like three games the very first year Warriors seat world champions blah blah blah. And i was like yeah so people are busy coding and they just want to give their tickets away probably we won't be going to the gotham club anytime soon but you know that 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 train has left the station maybe they'll sponsor the show and we'll start recording live from the gotham club <laughs> we have breaking 
artificial turf news, Andrew. The U.S. women's national team, ladies soccer, will no longer have to play matches on artificial turf, and they're going to be guaranteed the same number of charter flights as the U.S. men's national team. This is a new uh, decision handed down by uh, uh, the U.S. District of Court for uh, California. This seems ridiculous that, you know, haven't we been hearing all about the women, they want equal pay, and -hmm. instead they get a ruling that they don't have to be on artificial turf and that they don't have to take, they get to take charter flights. The way I read it was it was a settlement. They they settled on this because earlier this year in May, a judge basically ruled that their claim for equal pay was irrelevant because they had, what he said, the women's national team explicitly rejected the terms that they now seek to retroactively impose on themselves. So basically, I think that they should get equal pay, but negotiate that in your next CBA. I feel like we're kind of probably on the same page about that, right? I mean, if you sign a deal, you should live up to your end of the deal. And the next one, you jam the person if you got a raw end of the deal. Like Michael Jordan signed like when his second year, he signed some crazy contract that paid him like $2 million a year for like 10 years. Oh, so for, Pippen. Uh, but also Michael Jordan. He signed, oh, he played for like, he was like one of the lowest played players in the NBA for a number of years. But he said, I signed the deal. I, yeah. I want a long-term, you know, so. I, I kind of it with you. I think there is some um, some something in this deal that they negotiated that they now can appeal the decision for equal yeah, pay. So there's something is, still in it. It is going to get appealed again. They're going to go down. Also, in Cowboy news, Emmett Smith famously held out for more. <laughs> and Dak Prescott, when Cousin Romo got hurt, he was like the they went 14 and two and he was making like 700K a year. So when you have the when it comes up and you have the bargaining power, dig your heels in. I'm thinking about holding out here and repost it for a higher salary. I'm thinking about it. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. We don't know yet. Uh, you'll be like uh, the <laughs> decathlete and you'll know it's your last show. And if you're doing really well, I'd be like, crap, Larry's going to hold out after this. Going. I'm going. Well, Showtime is releasing a new documentary today, December 4th. <laughs> Do we have time for this? I don't know. I'm going to say this unequivocally and hear me and listen to me. (laughs) We always have time for Hector Macho Camacho. Always. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know much about him. He had a fight in 1983, the night before his fight. He was he was hopped up on drugs and he was about to kill himself. And they had to call like some of his handlers in. They had to talk him down and. I got to be honest, I it was past my bedtime in 1983 to watch that fight. So I didn't see it live. I caught it in reruns. But he he was he was drugged out of his mind. He was about to kill himself the very next night. He won in a first round knockout. This guy had a very tumultuous life. I don't think you knew this about me, but uh, I'm an expert in pugilist. And um, one of the things that you should do before a title fight is hop yourself up on coke. Because uh-huh. that actually turns out to be a great recipe for success. So I know you didn't know that. Just well, a little something from behind the corner. Allegedly, Mike Tyson smoked weed before his fight with Roy Jones Jr. So it's kind of a um, drugs. If you take anything from this episode is drugs are good for your fighting career. Right? Well, I, f- I feel like if you're Hector Macho Camacho. Well, and then not to spoil anything, he was shot in 2012 at the age of 50 in a parking lot in Puerto Rico. Is that how you like that? <laughs> Why is that this funny? This has been Sports Best on the Reposted Podcast That's Network. That's funny. 
It's not funny. Oh. Go get a parking lot. That's horrible. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, I'm Andrew Keller for Danny Tanner saying thank you for stopping by. Yeah.